From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MVW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Monday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio this morning. Be with you here uh, the next hour and so to talk about something. I don't really know what, but uh, we'll figure it out as we uh, go this morning. we got some guests joining us this week on the Raptors Music and Food Hotline as well. So uh, try to entertain you all week long as we uh, as we get the week started and you can get your day started. If you need to get out today with the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford, the Speed Pass Plus app, use that to uh, to get your fuel because you don't have to touch much. It's an easy way to uh, be as safe as possible when you are out and about and need to take care of things. You can go next door to the Oxford Crystal. You can get uh, the drive through Still use the drive through there as you can um, a lot of places around town. And when you go through, you can uh, put your name in the fishbowl. On April 27th, they will pick one customer from each of their uh, What a Combo Crystal locations. That person gets free crystal for a year there from the uh, the Oscar Crystal. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it and uh, ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. And uh, the rest is up to you. Um, you can do what I've done. Let's hop into a Clark Ford. You'll love the service. You'll, uh, you'll love the product, of course. And, uh, Corey always says he wants to be your car guy. He wants to be your truck guy. People say, what does that mean? He'll prove it to you when you make the call. 662-257-1900. Uh, guests will join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. When we get uh, back from all of this, Rafters will be there waiting for you. And, uh, we'd appreciate it if you'd drop by. Great place to, uh, Catch a couple of drinks. Great place to uh, watch whatever games are eventually on the screens. And um, obviously, it's the home of the Bluegrass Brunch every Sunday starting at 1045. This is one of those, I guess, what are we, we're going into our fourth week of this. Is that right? Is this the fourth week? I think that's right, yeah. We've completed three at this point. I, I think it's the, the first week where you do. You look at that sports calendar. You look at just the calendar in general, and you go, it's Masters week. The the NBA, the NHL stuff would be kind of finishing up from a regular season standpoint or at least getting going a college little bit. College basketball national title. Yeah, tonight. college basketball tonight. You got you got baseball full swing now. This is, I think this is the first week where it's really hitting me like, wow, there was a lot going on that's not going on right now. Yes, yeah, be the last week of the NBA regular season. Playoffs would get started this weekend coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's – because the, the the weeks have run together to me. I was talking to somebody a few days ago, and I said, you know, the, the, the first week, everybody's like... I'm a week ahead. Playoffs would be two weeks is away. Is it still two weeks away? You know, the, the first week is that adjusting. Then there's like this stir-crazy panic for a lot of people. And then you kind of settle in a little bit mm-hmm. and get into a weird reality of it. Um, and then I think this week is even a little different, too. I, I feel like... I feel like there's still the reality of it, but I feel a little. And it's just it's Monday morning. Maybe it's just coming off. I I don't know why. I just kind of woke up a little tired and a little cloudy. I'm a little not necessarily depressed. I'm really not depressed at all, but just sort of stuck in a little bit of a neutral right now. I've, I've got a little hard time just kind of clearing my mind fully this morning for whatever reason. And I, and I do think it's just the the lingering effects of this a little bit as we get into week four. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I worked. Yesterday, uh, pretty much all day, had a basketball recruiting story. I did ten thoughts, did a G pits, did yard work. So it was a pretty full day. 
Um, trying to remember what Saturday was. I don't know. Seems like I did a lot of yard work Saturday too. Went to the grocery store on Saturday. It was necessary for the people who ask. Um, that's about it. But yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm I'm past the. I'm sort of past the depression stage of it. I'm just kind of, it's just routine at this point until it's not. You mentioned Nemencio Vaughn. Tell me about him. What's going on? don't know a whole lot about him. Um, he's from New York. He spent a year in Jackson. I'm not sure what this deal was there. I talked to him for four minutes yesterday. Um, was part of that Callaway team, I think, with Malik Newman that won the, the state title. And um, and then he went back to, uh, he went to Connecticut to a prep school for a year. Signed with Ryder, uh, got hurt his freshman year, uh, his sophomore and uh, junior and senior years, put up some big numbers. He was all, what is that, the MAAC, the MAC, all, whatever. Is that what they are? Yeah, I think so. Mid-America? That league with, yeah, no, not Mid-America. It's like, I don't know, Mid-Atlantic, I don't know. Mid-Atlantic? Whatever, whatever. Ryder and Buffalo and all those teams. He put up some big numbers. uh He's, he's shot about 40% from three, almost 40% from three. He, um, What he is is about 6'5 and about 220, and he brings he, – he, a scout referred to him as an MFer, which is a compliment. It means he's tough. Kermit Davis, if he said that that team needed toughness one time last season, he said it a 1,000. He did. And in fairness to Kermit, he said it in October, and he was still saying it in March. Um, so, you know, I, I think Domencio is being counted on to kind of – in the NBA, would you would call him a 3 and D guy, make a three here and there, and just bring toughness on both ends of the floor. Set some screens, guard somebody – uh, play with a little bit of an attitude. Well, it was kind of the at the at the early stages. I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong because it's not my sport. It's sort of what the initial profile on what they hoped Terrence Davis would be in the NBA, right? I mean, that kind of that three and D command, get a little bit of a microwave. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Terrence is so athletic that it's it's you know he he can do so many things. Just pure athleticism. Um, this is more of a. I don't know, I don't know what the comparison is. I've. I've had people asking me for a comparison. I don't know that I really have one. He, he just just come in and 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 play with toughness. Um, my guess is that he would he'll be a starter on the on the wing. Um, and he'll give him some length. Six five two twenty is good size. Older, give him some maturity. I know they wanted to go older in that spot, and I mean I think he's like twenty two, twenty three years old. So that'll uh, that'll that'll help. They they needed a guy like him, no question. Just a quick pause here. If you're in our stream, there's nothing I can do about it. Um, if you're hearing this, if you're not hearing this, I don't know. It's going to be uh, – I think it's just going to be that way today. So, um, Yeah, I mean, our internet's just – and everybody in the world's on it. Yeah, meaning like locally, like yeah. in town. It's, it's Well, yeah, the schools are – you know, kids are in school right now. They're on – everybody's in Zoom and um, – Campbell's got class. I don't even think I don't think either one of mine are in classes right now. Campbell might be upstairs, but I don't think I don't think either the, the younger two are. I could be wrong. Yeah. I don't I don't know. Uh, I mean I'm more just stalling one second to at least restart it and see if we can get it uh get it popping. But probably one of those things where if you're if you're in and you can hear, it will be one of those deals where if you probably will be intermittent, you'll be able to figure it out. But um 
if it's a if it's a later thing, all the links are going to be all screwed up. You're not going to have a replay of uh, of the show. That's the the the, the main thing that's going to be uh, going to be different there. But right now, it's actually back up and moving. So we'll see as it uh as it goes. So anyway, um, yeah, it is the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference. Metro Atlantic. Yeah. Yep. Can you name a member other than Ryder? Niagara. That is uh, correct. Buffalo. No. Albany. No. Um, Vermont. No. Hell, I don't know. <laughs> Canisius, uh, Fairfield, Iona. Almost played them in the NCAA tournament once. Oh, yeah. Uh, Manhattan College. This is for men's basketball, I think. Or maybe it's just for anything. I don't know. Uh, Marist, Monmouth. I've seen them in a baseball series. Quinnipiac, Ryder, Niagara, as you said. St. Peter's. I think that's the really bad baseball team that lost like how many ever games in a row or whatever they are. And then Siena is the uh, is the other one. So there's your uh, – there's your Metro Atlantic news uh, news for uh, for the day. I think you led with you led with this in something the uh, the virtual recruiting that is going on right oh, now. Yeah, it was thoughts. in ten thoughts or food for thought or something. Um, what level of efficiency are we giving this compared to what they could be doing? Oh, it's totally different. I mean, you know, it's you're gonna get to you're gonna get to know somebody by text or in person. You know, you're going to get to know them in person better. Um, I think Ole Miss is getting good at it. A lot of teams are getting good at it. It's, it's FaceTime, basically. Uh, you know, and you with high school kids, you have to involve the coach at this point. If it's uh, if it's you know these are, this is the time when you would be hitting the road to go recruit, and then kids would come see you on campus. They can't come see you on campus now, but they can they can call you on FaceTime, and then mm-hmm. you can take them around the building and stuff like that. Except they're not in the building, so it's just it's just a lot of conversations. And like the kid said in the in the story, you know, it's it is about building relationships. And I think the hope for everybody, especially those kids, is that you know at some point, maybe it's late summer, maybe it's early fall. I mean, I think the, the reality that the recruiting calendar gets backed up is a very real reality. So I'd say I think the February signing period suddenly is going to be a little bit of a bigger deal. Again. I would I would think so, depending on you know kind of what we're looking at for this. Because well, we're we're missing visit weeks. Yeah, tons of them. Yeah, so you know, I, he, you know, I think a lot of kids will just push things back, and um, I wouldn't be surprised if some schools academically and athletically have to sort kind of back some deadlines up a little bit to give people time to take trips and make decisions. But, you know, I, I think – I mean, they're doing the best they can with it. It's not ideal. I think, you know, ideally, obviously, for a program that – a first-year program that has kind of some momentum because of name value and things like that, obviously you, you're you bringing kids to campus and they're around a, an excited campus and they're around an excited program and they get to go see all the fans at a baseball game and – something like that, and they can kind of envision things a little bit in their minds. But, you know, that's not available to Ole Miss, and it's not available to anybody right now. So you have to do it a different way, and they and lots of people are doing it. And the NCAA is, has made the dead period go through uh, the end of May. So this is going to be the way that you communicate with guys for the next seven weeks or so. It is going to take a level of patience and even a kind of a maturity on the on the side of the prospects to slow down. You know, so, so many times they're just such a hurry and there's so much bump rule and there's so much, hey, it's now, 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 chill. This is going to make them calm down a little bit because otherwise you're making a 
really bad decision. You start trying to commit all virtual visits and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's a hey, just 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 chill. And I think that was the message for whoever you talked to yesterday when you when, when you wrote that. Yeah, that's what he was saying. He says I'm you know I'm, I'm seeing who's really interested in me and going to line up some visits. And he's down to fifteen. I mean, he's not in any hurry. <laughs> and he basically said that you might not make a decision till February. I think there might be a lot of a lot more guys now that have to take some January trips and, and see schools and, you know, that kind of thing. And that's, of course, assuming that that the, it's a fall season and not a spring season, which I'm not making a prediction there. But whatever. I mean, I think it's – I think the one thing that is – that all everybody agrees on in the, in the football coaching world for the most part is that the, uh, the late signing period is going to have more significance this time. It's the grad transfers that have a little more of the decision to make on what do I do, how quickly do I do it, what, yeah. do, what, 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 what am I doing right now to, to make an informed decision but also take and, my time. And, and those guys don't – like Domencio Vaughn didn't – he hasn't been to Ole Miss in six years. So, um, you know, when I asked him, I said, when was the last time you were in Oxford? He was like, six years ago? And I was like, really? And he goes, yeah, I was just there for a day when I was at Callaway. And I said, was that a factor in this? And he was like, yeah, not really. I mean, he talked to a lot of schools, got serious with three at the end, and they all did, you know, the virtual stuff. And at that point, you know, you're looking for fit. They're a little more mature. You know, obviously you're more mature at 22 or 23 than you are at 17. So, um, you know, he, he, he said it wasn't a big deal to him. But I would I would think for a high school kid who hasn't been to some of those places, that's, that's a big deal. It's a much better much different decision yeah i mean in, in, in a lot of ways it was kind of good for just for somebody to make a decision to be like oh hey there's sports i was kind of neat yesterday there's a commit yeah. there's something yeah. like just any any kind of normalcy we can do right now to uh to, to, to get that done and got him on the phone and he was like yeah, yeah sure got time no one's in a hurry <laughs> i mean i that's what i give like it's that interesting deal right now where I admire, obviously, look, every sports league, every every company, everyone. I mean, I've talked to multiple people yesterday that are filling out all the loan, grant application stuff. I mean, everybody's doing this. It's, hey, we're going to have two, we're gonna chart two paths. We're going to chart a path in case this thing turns around pretty quickly, and we're going to chart a path in case it doesn't. And that's news, and that's also duh at the same time. You know what I mean? Like yeah. It's like, okay, that's interesting. Well, yeah, of course you are. I mean, anything else would be completely and utterly stupid. What I do like the most, though, is just everyone trying to be creative in some semblance to make everything work. That's just what I really kind of enjoy seeing right now, whether it be the NBA talking about horse or talking about the NBA and TV talking about these 2K games and video games and all this, unless we're talking about, you know, the PGA Tour, usually the most stuffy organization in the history of the world, going, okay, we can move this around, we can do this, we thought about this, let's think outside the box here. Like, everybody's... I mean, obviously, we're all in it together, but the the best part of the last week to me has been, okay, how can we do some semblance of something? How can we be entertaining? How can we give anybody anywhere near the normalcy or even forget the normalcy just some sort of package that 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 is that is good? And I, I think that's been that's been kind of nice. It's been one of the positives to what we've been going through because, yeah, right now, I'll watch anything. I don't care what it is. I mean, I told you, you know, a couple weeks ago, I watched Marble Racing, and it was completely fine. So, um, The NBA 2K thing was actually pretty entertaining. Is it okay? Yeah, it was actually better than okay. It was actually pretty funny. You get to see some personalities of the players. That's what I was going to ask you. Did they exhibit that? Or yeah, kinda... yeah, yeah, because those guys are – I mean, you know, they that's what they do a lot when they're on the road anyway. They play a lot of NBA 2K, and they're competitive. And I mean, the NBA is full of personalities, and if anything, this is kind of allowing – Allowing you to get to know some other guys beyond the superstars. Like last night, I mean, Devin Booker's a superstar. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. 
But Michael Porter Jr. is a very funny, smart, charismatic person. And that was fun to watch. We watched the other day with uh, Kevin Durant against uh, the guy that won the dunk contest in Orlando. I can't think of his name right this moment. Um, and that was fun. You know, it was just funny. It was different, and it was fine. And I think the horse thing's actually a really smart idea. No, it's good. I have no problem with that. And it's it's remote, right? Yeah. That's the idea yeah. is do it in their yeah. own home venue. Well, because a lot of those home. NBA guys have gyms, like literal basketball gyms, not a full gym, but like a half gym yeah. in their home. A half court, essentially. So that they can work, yeah. So, you know, they could – might not be perfect, but, I mean, it'd be funny. There's, there's some guys that would be fun to watch. and I mean, their competitive juices would get going. One of the th- things I thought was interesting was Giannis Antetokounmpo says where he is, he doesn't have access to a hoop. He says he hadn't hadn't had a basketball in his hands really? the entire time. Yep, Been working out and running and stuff like that, but he doesn't have access to a hoop. That's interesting. You would think everybody would have at least some semblance, and I mean, I don't know why I thought that. I just kind of in my head would. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure this. I mean, I asked Domencio Vaughn yesterday. Are you are you working on your game at all? And he goes, Nope. I'm just quarantining, and I'll have to kind of. He goes, I'm you know working out a little bit, but he goes, I'll have to kind of get back into shape when when it's over. I asked him if they'd talked to him about dates yet, and he said no. Yeah, everything's still kind of open. Yeah, I mean, athletic departments right now are just in in whatever way it has to look like they have to have a football season financially. That's it. That that is the that's it. I mean, that's it's really, yeah. that's, that's a one, two, and three right now. Yeah, that's why I kind of wrote what I wrote a little bit yesterday about how like Ray Tanner was the person that was quoted, Ross Bjork was quoted, but they were both talking about you know being like you said about being flexible and I mean if push comes to shove, playing a season in the spring. What's interesting is in a worst case scenario, and I'm, I'm not, I'm done with opinions on it, but I get killed and I'm done. Um, what's interesting is, is there a scenario where in a worst case, that's the only thing you play? Would people waive some of the Title IX stuff for one year or would they not? And I don't know the answer to that and don't plan to opine on it. Meaning, could you play football but not play Could Olympic you have sports? athletic programs that just played football for one year? I guess my question would be, what would make that necessary? Well, if you don't have the operating revenue until March, April, May. I mean, that's – that's. I mean, there's two worst cases for football season. One, obviously, is that there is no football season, at which point the results are catastrophic. Two is that football season doesn't begin until March, and they go March, April, May, where okay. you're kind of operating on a shoestring. My guess is there would not be 100% lacks of that. That's my guess, That's too. my guess, yeah. just whatever. I mean, just, just thinking out loud, I think that would probably be a non-starter, honestly. Um, I mean, wrong. I don't know. But, yeah, that's, that's, that's my hunch. I, I don't think that's necessarily a thing. So, continue the show in one minute. First, I'll tell you about Special Orthopedic Group. They are open in Tupelo and Oxford. You can skip the ER for urgent ortho-related injuries at both locations. They're offering virtual health telemedicine. You heard more about that last week. Patients have direct access to all SOG physicians and nurse practitioners. Patients have 24-hour access to appointments, 662-767-4200, SOGMS.com. No referral is needed. Walk-ins are welcome at both locations. Again, 662-767-4200. We're also brought to you by the Iron Horse Grill, located at 320 East Pearl Street in Jackson. 
Iron Horse Grill also specializes in on-site large event catering for up to 250 people and off-site full catering services, especially beverage catering. So uh, if you're planning a party for later in the fall or or, uh, whatnot, and uh, you want to make it one that uh, people remember, one that is uh, easier on you, get in touch with Sarah Black at Iron Horse Grill, 601-398-0151. Knock out all of your catering needs off your worry list and let the Iron Horse Grill make your event one that is memorable forever. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward and chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. Call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the straighter, the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing is available at CorinthDental.com. Uh, we are also brought to you by Nest and Wild. Sleep better with the Nest and Wild mattress. Nest and Wild is a Mississippi-based mattress company making a high-quality mattress delivered right to your door. They make buying a new mattress easy. Every Nest and Wild Mattress is one foot thick, giving you comfort and support that will last. Whether it's the California King or a twin size, they're all one foot thick, all 100% American made, and the pricing is fantastic. We'll make it even better with the podcast discount that I'll tell you about in a little bit. It's a no-risk decision. Nest and Wild believes in their product so much, they're offering a 99-night trial on every mattress. So try it out. Sleep on it for 99 nights. And if you don't like it, you can return it. Nestandwild.com. When you order your mattress at the promo code, enter REBEL20, that's R-E-B-E-L-2-0, and get 20% off your purchase, and your mattress will arrive at your door in three to five days. We're also brought to you by Pinnacle Trust. Pinnacle Trust based in Madison, Mississippi, but they've got clients in more than 20 states. They have advisors in multiple states as well. Founded in 1997, Pinnacle Trust provides detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much more. At Pinnacle Trust, investing is treated like a commodity. Decisions are made using objective information and research, not emotions. So regardless of your level of wealth, Pinnacle Trust will sit down with you, listen to your goals, study your expenses, and put forth a comprehensive, detailed financial and retirement plan that's built just for you. To learn more, go to Pintrust.com. That's P-I-N-N Trust.com. Mention you heard about Pinnacle Trust on the podcast. You'll get 10% off your first year's fee. Podcast is brought to you by Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. Underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. You're getting local underwriting. Understand your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. Um <clears throat> kind of reading from the uh, the stream a little bit. I, I, I do wonder if this, not not immediately, but I, do you think this is a precursor to some sort of break off or change in, in Power 5 NCAA systems just because of basically who's going to have some cash on hand and who isn't and how the, the, the rules are not going to be very well to do uniformly everywhere? Yeah, I think that's certainly possible. Like I said, I mean, I, I think especially in a, in a scenario where they can only play a partial season, I'm not again. I'm not predicting that. Nope. Just saying, in that scenario, I think it might lead, you know, to some creativity. 
I think that's where we're headed, certainly. Pandemic or no pandemic, at some point we were headed to the Power Five breaking off. It just makes sense. Um, the question becomes what happens to the basketball tournament when the Power Five breaks off. Do you just have a Power Five basketball tournament? Ooh. Or do you continue? You know, how do you, you just do it in one sport? Yeah, most people don't think they will do it in one sport. Most people think if the Power Complete Five break, if the Power Five breaks off, the Power Five breaks off. Um, so there, there's some questions there, but yeah, I mean, this could absolutely speed that calendar up depending on how things progress over the summer and with with what ultimately happens with the season, whether they get a full season in, whether they're able to reschedule games, or if they have to reschedule games, or how that works. Um, you know, I mean, I told you there was, I had someone tell me that I wasn't completely crazy when I, I had my little theory of in the event of a lost season, and again, not predicting it, in the event of a lost season where the networks and the schools might say, hey, let's, let's talk, let's change this, let's go ahead and change it now, let's work out some stuff, you know, I don't. Think it probably I don't think it's going to come to that, but it tells you that's where the direction that they're all sort of looking. There's a pandemic or no pandemic. There's a grant of of rights that is is coming to an expiration date here in the next three or four years. That at the end of that, there is very likely change coming in terms of realignment and the way TV contracts are done and streaming rights and all of those things that were we were on a crash course towards that before COVID and. Um, yeah, I mean, the only thing it could possibly do is speed that up. I mean, we're, we're headed there anyway. I'm trying to think. I mean, basketball operates fine outside of just being Power Five in a lot of ways. That's the well, obviously all the Olympic sports, but do. a lot of the, but a lot of the schools, the Power Five schools, go. Why are we giving yeah, Canisius yeah, a cut? I mean, you know, you could have a Power Five tournament where everybody made the tournament. Well, they're literally yeah. You know, I mean, you could do it. Would everybody, what would be a 60? How many teams are in the Power Five? 65-ish for football, something like that. I don't know. Have a tournament. I mean, everybody make it. I mean, there's five leagues. There's probably an average of 12 teams per league. So, yeah, 60, 65, yeah, something could, like that. That's my point. You could, you could do it. And if you got the same contract on that, and you probably would, your piece of the pie would be a lot bigger. You know, and the bad teams would get waxed in the first round of the tournament. There'd be an upset here and there and all that stuff. I mean, college baseball is basically the power five right now anyway. Um, I mean, there's some exceptions, but it's primarily power five. I'm, 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 that's what I was thinking. From a baseball standpoint, A, you could increase scholarships because you go, hey, you either can or you can't, and that's how yeah, we make this sure. determination. Um, the second thing, though, is I wonder how it would change number of games because teams would not be willing to travel the necessary amount in midweeks. There'd be more money, so they'd five. probably start adding some travel. Maybe so. Yeah, maybe you end up just figuring it out. But that's the th th those the the the, the non-power five teams in baseball are so necessary to fill gaps regionally. Is what I'm curious about. And you, you can, can still, still play, play those yeah, games. Yeah, good point. I mean, just, it's not changing know, anything. Yeah. You could still. You don't have to cut Memphis or Arkansas State or whomever ends up on that side of the curve. Actually, I think Memphis went up on your side, but there's a part of there's a part of me that believes that down the road the TV networks are going to say, "All right, these these rights fees are insane. We'll pay them, but we're really sick of the Auburn ULM game." 
having to show that on the SEC network at 11 o'clock. Nobody's watching it outside of Auburn fans. That's We're not making money off that. Where I think that's where they're going to push back and go, you know, we'd, we'd rather rather have some more compelling matchups. They want they want more Texas Auburn. You know, that's the game they want. And frankly, for the rights that they're going to be the rights fees they're going to be asked to pay, I, I think they're going to push back a little bit. Most people do, and I, I think you're going to see a one league. I mean, I think you're going to see a breakaway, and then you'll have another. The the smaller schools will have to figure out how, and frankly, if they want to keep doing this the way they're doing it. It's the schools who have the ability but not are in conferences with the ability that have an issue. Yeah, and I guess you and know there what aren't I mean? many of those. No, I'm just yeah, that's I mean, you know, there's like two or I three. I mean, Gonzaga basketball is going to go nowhere in. Butler basketball is going to go nowhere in. Yeah. You know. Um, but those are going to be the victims, you know, because Butler doesn't have a – they don't have the ability to, to – They don't have a football program. To be in the Big Ten yeah. or, or something like that. So, you know, they, they go by the wayside. And they, well, I guess it you is do what it, it is. basketball only. Could, but again, I think you're getting you, – you could expand the way you do basketball. And, I mean, we're just you – know. We're just talking. But my anticipation is that you're going to see the Power Five break away and, and kind of form their own division where there's going to be, obviously, more money and they'll play each other more. And I think it will end up being far more entertaining. Because the truth is, like week two of Ole Miss' season, and I know everybody's, it's a home opener, so everybody goes, but if you're the networks, there's not a hell of a lot of excitement to show Ole Miss Southeast Missouri. I mean, you got to know you're not getting big ratings numbers there. But if you got Ole Miss, Illinois, well, now you have bigger markets, bigger schools, bigger fan bases. That'd be a far more compelling second week of the season game. And when people say, well, they're not going to travel like that, well, they will when the money's there. Yeah, I mean, as mentioned in the live chat, I had not looked at that before I did this. But, yeah, I mean, I, I just wonder if you're Gonzaga, do you find some way into the Pac-12 or do something? I don't know. Yeah, I mean. I mean, I guess you could try. It'd be up to the Pac-12 to figure out whether they wanted to carry Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. And in basketball, they'd really have Gonzaga than basically anybody else that's in their league. Um, yeah. For the most part. You know, beats me. I mean, that's where people have to figure it out. I mean, I'm sure they could work out some sort of an equation. Saw so you tweeted about it yesterday. So uh, Jay's daughter has picked school. Got that out yep. of the way now. Yeah, I blew the tweet because I didn't do a hashtag respect my decision or hashtag no interviews. Or put it in a notes app. Or, I, well, I didn't have time to put it in a notes app. Um, okay. But yeah, she she's Maddie picked South Alabama. She got massive uh, scholarship stuff there. Medical. That's, is that what she wants yeah, to do? Yeah, she's right. going into medicine. So uh, the way it, I think I think her deal works is assuming she makes her grades or whatnot. She's basically guaranteed admittance into their med school after she gets. Oh wow! Okay. After she gets out of out undergrad, she handled it pretty well. There wasn't a lot of stress there. I mean, nah. she's 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 they 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 had, they had a good plan and executed it. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was it was good. She saw schools, mobiles. Far enough away that she gets away from home, close enough to where she can get back home. And Mobile's cool. I mean, South Alabama would be a fun place to go to school, probably. Hotter than hell, but oh god, it would be, it will be, won't it? Mobile's hot. Yeah. yeah, I've only been on that campus for a baseball tournament in two thousand nine. It's the only time I've ever been there. Yeah, I mean, obviously you have a lot of experience. Yeah, I, I like the USA campus. 
it's it's pretty. It's in the Spring Hill part of Mobile, they have a which is really nice. Basketball arena. Oh, oh yeah, they built yeah. a they built a new one that's really nice. That's can't what remember I what can't remember what it's called, but it's really nice. Yeah, Ole Miss opened its baseball season there in 2009 when Pomeranz was suspended back when that was a thing. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. played South Al, Liberty, and Mercer. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, and they've built a, a uh, on-campus football stadium now because that's where the Senior Bowl's moving to. They're getting away from Lad Peebles, which should spell the end for Lad Peebles other than some high school games. I would yeah, think. why is it? I mean, what's, what's, even, what's going on there at all? Well, I guess they'll play high school games there. Other than that, I don't think there'd be much purpose. Hmm. What else are we talking about on g Uh Sure, I remember. Um, 93? Talked about 93 some. We didn't get to that much. I can't remember what we talked about. We didn't get started till fairly late. It was about 7.30 by the time we got started. I had not paced myself quite as well as I Yeah, I saw to. you make a message board post where you were a little concerned about an hour before that yeah, of, I, of just of just getting through it. I had to hit the brakes. I have never gone skydiving, Sammy. Sammy Nishi asking the thing if I've ever gone skydiving and would I do it? Um, and then Doors Rules 28 says Houston is the hottest place on the planet. I agree. Houston is the hottest place on earth. Uh, Baton Rouge, New Orleans are close. Mobile is in the race, but Houston is the hottest place on earth. I've never been skydiving. I, I've never even actually done like full bungee jumping. I've done like that, was it the skyline thing or whatever, where they yeah. pull you up and drop you and do all that, like on the cord. You do it with somebody else. Yeah. Um, I've done that. Um, what's that called? I, I don't know. I forget the name of it, but whatever. It's in like every amusement park in the country. Um, yeah. Up on the line, and they shoot you out and come back. But anyway, um, I don't know. I don't really have like this adrenaline seeking thing for it. I don't necessarily. I'd probably do it if you just really peer pressured me into it. Like whatever, it's fine. Yeah. But it'd be, really, it'd be a really sucky way to get hurt or die is doing something dumb like that. Like there's a part of me that goes, "What am yeah. I really getting out of this?" Yeah, I don't. I don't have any real interest in skydiving. That doesn't. Nothing about that. Or goes, your bungee oh, yeah. jump. I would probably skydive some, before I bungee jump. So you would jump out of a plane with nothing on versus well, something tied to your it, foot. I would only do it if it was like one of those tandem jumps where I was jumping with a professional person. And you have to do it the first the time anyway, right? Doing. I would think. You would hope. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to do it by myself. I'm like, no, which cord? I mean, I'm not doing no, no, no. I trust you, you. You get us to the ground. Yeah. You're the captain now. Yeah. I'm yeah. just hanging That's out. That's you're just kind of on a ride, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't have anything against people that do it. Good for you. But no, it doesn't, it doesn't like appeal to me at all. Oh gosh! Uh, roller coasters are fine. If y'all have questions in the live chat, feel free to do it because we're just talking at this point. It's 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 where we are. Um, I love roller coasters. Could do roller coasters all day long. Really? Oh yeah, love them. Absolutely love them. My yeah, favorite. One, one of my favorite things. What about it? Why? Just love it. I love everything about it. I like the way it just kind of makes you laugh. It's funny. Really? Oh yeah. I mean, you're safe. People do them all the time. I mean the. Death rate on one of those things is infinitesimal. Well, on a roller coaster, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you would have to, be, you, you would seriously have to be like the unluckiest person on the planet. Well, I mean, I mean it would have unless to be, you're going to like some mom and pop, pop up, can't fairgrounds. I'm not gonna ride one there. But like, if I'm at a Six Flags or something, yeah, I'll ride one of those for sure all day. Actually, it was at Universal Studios one day it was years ago. 
can't remember why we were there, what we were doing, but it wasn't very crowded. And I just rode the, I just, I did roller coasters all day long. That's all I did. Just all day. There was no line. Just go get back on it and ride. It was awesome. I think the longest I waited was five minutes. Really? The whole day. For whatever reason, there was nobody there that day. It was awesome. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know why they don't appeal to me more than they do. I just kind of, yeah, it's fine. I'm 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 a five on a one to ten. It just is. Philip Shue says Savannah, Georgia, sneaky hot as hell. Left a vacation there two days early because it was miserable. That's the problem. If you when you go on vacations in the southern part of the country, if it's not to a beach, it's really hot. Like. The baseball games in Dallas we used to go to were a thousand degrees. It'd be a hundred and six degrees at at seven o'clock. It's brutal. But they're building an indoor stadium. People yeah, are like, yeah. why are they doing that? I'm like, oh, you've obviously never been to Dallas in the summer. Atlanta's hot as hell in the summer. Like those games in Atlanta. Oh well, yeah, in July, no, you're blazing. It's yeah, brutal. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I'm pretty sure the the lone game I've been to it, it changed names again, but SunTrust or whatever it's called. It was yeah. It was like early August, late July, and you're just yeah. And, and, and I think and a storm muggy. came in later, so it was muggy. Yeah, and it was that whole deal. And yeah, no, that's not good. Now, we went to a game in Cincinnati on a Sunday a couple of years ago, where it was so hot. We were we had to go back in several times just to cool off. I've been to Wrigley when it was so hot. Actually, last season was it last season? We were at Wrigley. That was the day. Yeah, that was the day the game started. It was a hundred degrees. And in the eighth inning, a front blew through, and it. So we were soaked, sweat, and a front blew through, and it dropped like thirty degrees in less than a minute, and went from being hot to almost shivering cold instantly. And all the people that were there were like, "Welcome to Chicago!" And I'm like, "Yeah, I've been here enough to see it." Houston was even really hot, and this was this is probably March, um, a couple years ago when I went to that tournament when Ole Miss was out there. Because I remember it once the when, when I guess the game was over on Saturday, and I was going to a steakhouse that wasn't too far from my hotel, and I thought, okay, I'm gonna walk, but I've got got to wear pants, like I'm kind of a little more dry. I'm, I'm gonna be sticky by the time yep. I get there, and then went that in my head going, this is like the first week of March, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna die walking like this five blocks or whatever from a from a sweat standpoint. Yeah, Houston's hot, just hot. All the time. No seasons, just summer. And traffic. And people that go, oh, I love that. Good for you. Awesome. Everybody <laughs> likes different things. <laughs> well, there's a point where it is I miserable. like seasons. Like, I-, I love summer, but sure. I mean, August sucks. Sure. I mean, it can be both. It can be, hey, I'd rather warm weather than cold weather, and I hate when it's 15 degrees outside, but August sucks. I mean, it's it's... Nobody, nobody wants that of the eight straight days of 95 plus or whatever our humidity is and no rain for weeks and all, all, all that stuff. I mean, no way. So, I, whatever. So, you're getting great opinions today on the uh, on, on, on the Yeah, St. Podcast. Louis can be really hot too, they're saying. It can. It can be really hot because it's just landlocked. When it's hot, it's hot. Welcome to our Monday conversations during pandemics, ladies and gentlemen come up with something a little more interesting in a second what did i'll tell you about visit oxford visit oxfordms.com use the uh, link at the top of the page how to support oxford during covid19 you can see different options for delivery carry out things the restaurants are doing you can figure out ways to uh to help the uh, hospitality industry those employees they've uh they've got the tip roulette now going on as well so uh check out all those things again at visit oxfordms.com 
there on uh, your internet. The uh, podcast also brought to you by John Edwards of Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. When this is over, you're going to want a trip. You're going to want a vacation. You're going to want to get away. You're going to want to go to some place. Probably not Houston, but maybe maybe Houston. I don't know. You're going to want to get away, and when you do, you're going to want to uh, make it a trip that creates a lifetime of unique memories, and that's why you should get in touch with John Edwards. He's part of Virtuoso. It's a worldwide network of travel partners that allows John to supply his clients with added values, unique benefits that are simply not available to other travelers. What you do is you give him a call or an email, 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. You give him some parameters. You give him a budget. He'll give you some options. And you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. Um, first-time clients can save $50 off their first booked trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast. We're also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles, great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. And we're brought to you by Oxford University Bank, OUB locally owned and operated right here in Oxford. When you deposit money at OUB, that money and the vast majority of the bank's profits go right back into the Oxford community. OUB gives you the comfort of home, all the benefits the big mega banks provide, all the technology and products you can want, all with the personal touch when you call OUB. You speak directly with the live person. There's no 10 buttons to push, no five-minute wait. OUB also offers its customers the absolute best cash checking account. It's called Casasa, and with Casasa, OUB will pay customers 2.5% interest on their balances, up to $50,000, and refund ATM fees nationwide. They also offer online bill pay and mobile check deposit using their online app. To learn more about OUB, check out LiveOxford, BankOxford.com, or call 662 634-6668. OUB is FDIC insured. Podcast is brought to you by Tyson Drugs and G&M Pharmacy. G&M is right there on South Lamar and Oxford, the bigger deal. They deliver locally in the Oxford area to find out more and what they can do for you, including MedSync to fill your prescriptions same day every month to make your trips or their trips uh, as uh, minimal as possible. 662-236-2222 is is the phone number for uh, for that. What we got? I probably can't read it on a podcast. Pat Robertson has weighed in on the coronavirus with, oh. with a theory of his own. You buying it? I'm assuming by your laughter that you are uh, not, or the fact that you mentioned Pat Robertson. So I, I, I am. I'm not buying his theory. He's certainly entitled to his theory, but I don't think it's supported by science. You don't, or anything. Okay. I was looking at it. The lead to the quote is some of these youngins are doing all kinds of unusual things with their blank organs. That's the lead to the quote. Oh God, really? That's where he's, that's where he went. Seriously? Yes. When people do that, they transfer all kinds of chemicals from blank. And that's where I think the virus came from. Oh God. We never had this kind of thing when I was coming up, but no one was committing blank back then. Oh really? No one. Will? Okay, never mind. Sorry. Um, so yeah, never mind. Uh, let's see. So you guys didn't hit and hit ninety three much last night. Uh, we did some, not not a whole lot. I can't. I mean, honestly, I, it was late in the show. At the end of the show, and I I don't know that Are I was zoned out. Not I, well, not zoned out, but I was I was. You were out for my faculties were diminished. 
it was a it was not a great year for movies because I'm looking here. It says popular films. I guess that was okay. Jurassic Park, Mrs. Doubtfire, The Fugitive, The Firm, Sleepless in Seattle, Indecent Proposal, and The Line of Fire, The Pelican Brief, Schindler's List, Cliffhanger, Philadelphia, and Robin Hood Men in Tights makes the list. Oh yeah, okay, I do remember discussing some of those. Now, <laughs> now, that, now that I, yeah, I just remember a little, a little pressure. bit. I mean, a couple of those have, have withstood the test of time. Really, big year for uh, for John Grisham getting The Firm and The Pelican Brief there in the same oh, year. Oh yeah, in, yeah, in '93. In, in that's uh that's that's pretty good. Oh God. Anyway. I don't know why I even pulled that up. Probably because it's uh again, there's nothing going on. Nope, not much. NFL draft coming, that's about I mean that thank God for it. Yeah. In whatever way they do it, just to something, some semblance of normalcy. Well, that's the one thing you can do. I mean, you don't the draft does not require the dog and pony show that they have turned it into. Having covered the draft a few times, I can tell you a lot of that is completely unnecessary. It's fine, don't get me wrong, but you can the the functionality of the draft can be done with telephones. Um, you need a host and a clock. We've uh we we we've, we've made it the the subject of our podcast from time to time for a few minutes, but uh, in all honesty, you just the media industry with these furloughs right now ridiculous. I saw Tyler Horka put on uh, Twitter this morning that he has at least a three week furlough right now from really? USA Today. That um, and at that point, because of legal reasons, because they have to pay you if you work, when you can't do anything, you literally can't do anything. You can't check work email. You can't call in theory sources. Nothing. It is a uh, Complete shutdown, and I mean, all jokes aside, at the time when his beat, when the women's basketball coach left for Texas last oh, night, yeah. Vic Schaefer, so, so he can't um, work. He can't work that story at no, all. No, none. Yeah. yeah, nothing for three weeks. So, uh, just I don't know stuff. Um, everybody is trying to find ways through it, but obviously, some industry is struggling with that more than uh, more than others. So, well, I mean, you know, if you write for a sports page. And there are no sports. There's got to be something to put on the page. Well, isn't there? that's where you. I'm not questioning him or anybody else. But that's when you got to walk into the newsroom and go, "Hey, man, I can I can cover news too." Yeah. Well, I tell young people all the time, like I want to be a. Sports There's a writer. pandemic going on. There's something to write. Yeah. When young people come up, I want to be a sports writer. Well, cover news first. They never like that. But it's sound advice. Cover news first. That's a good point. In today's world, nobody hardly does it anymore. They don't want to. They try to specialize uh-uh. straight into what they do. Young people want to cover. I want to cover football. Yeah, well. And they don't take that traditional route of, hey, work up to it, become better. It's, well, I'll just start a blog and cover football, and hopefully yeah. somebody notices me. Yeah. And for some people, it works. And my advice to any young person in a newspaper right now that's not covering news, get in touch with the news people and say, I'll cover it. Put me on something. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, let me let me work some let me work some stories on the thing that everybody's talking about. I mean, absolutely. You covered crime first. It's been well mm-hmm. documented. We talked about it for a long time. Crime, In what ports, ways did that help you? Maybe later? A, maybe learn how to be a reporter. Yeah, made me more industrious. Made me write about things that I didn't know I was interested in. Um, court courtroom reporting is fantastic. It's fascinating. Makes you 
research a little bit. Just made me a better writer. Made me a better reporter. Period. Um, that year and a half or whatever in Birmingham on the police beat was fantastic. From a, I mean, I didn't didn't know it at the time, but looking back on it, I mean, it made me a much better reporter. Made me a much more confident reporter, a much more confident interviewer. Because you're talking to people, it prepared me for covering people that are predisposed to not like you. Well, cops don't like reporters. So you're talking to a cop and they talk down to you. and So it's similar with coach. Like yeah, that. it's very similar to coaches <laughs> who are predisposed to you know dislike the media. If you ask them, why do you dislike media? They can't really answer the question. They'll come back with, well, you guys just criticize. No, we don't. Y'all criticize the kids. Show me. That was my deal with Houston Nutt. You're always negative. Give me an cite me one example of my negativity. And of course he couldn't. It was it's a predisposition. But having covered police and, and stuff like that made me uh better prepared for that. Like, you know, that year that I my first year on a sports beat really was Terry Bowden and all of that. Had I not had some police background, I mean, he I worked for the Birmingham Post Herald. At the time, Paul Feinbaum was the columnist for the Birmingham Post-Herald, and it was not the kind, gentle Paul Feinbaum that's on SEC Network right now. It was Paul Feinbaum, the absolute bulldog of a columnist, who was destroying Terry Bowden on a daily basis and then doing it on his radio show. And so when I walked in as the new beat writer for the Birmingham Post-Herald, Terry Bowden, who had never heard of me in his life, hated me right off the bat because of who I worked for. So I was prepared for that, having covered sheriffs and police and gone to you know places where uh, you know people were questioning whether someone should have been arrested. Man, I'd covered manhunts and stuff like that where people were questioning how the guy got out in the first place, stuff like that, you know, jail breaks, stuff like that where you know you're covering legitimate stuff where there is potential for for harm in the community and you're questioning how this happened i was far more prepared for that what was that relationship like with fine bomb and bowden every day then pretty rough right oh i didn't speak terry wouldn't speak to paul at all so he would take out his frustration on me <laughs> and i was like hey I, at that point i didn't i'd never even met paul Feinbaum. did fine bomb keep that demeanor all the way until he actually got hired by the sec network yeah it was yeah. pretty much all the way through wasn't yeah. it yeah i mean yeah I mean, back then, I mean, his columns were just vicious. They were bomb drops. And you'd, I mean, I'd see them and, whew, going to be a bad day today. And then Terry quit middle part of the year. And um, for whatever reason, I've told this story, for whatever reason, Bill Oliver liked me. And that beat got a lot better at that point. Whew, that was a, that, those first couple of months. Because my first day on that beat was like their third day of fall camp. So I had no time to acclimate. It was just, here's the team you're covering. Did you know anybody beforehand? In the program? Yeah. No. Nothing? No. It was absolute cold calling. I mean, I had no time to even prepare. I got the job and started like two days later. So, I mean, they weren't they weren't going to do just it. spinning. They didn't I mean, want to take me off the police 
court beat because I was good at it, but I wanted I didn't want to do that anymore. You can only do that for so long. Well, unless I, you're a certain mentality. I also was tired of getting up so freaking early in the morning, and I so had it was like four to noon. Yeah, right? well, I was like yeah four to one. I had a lunch break in there, or whatever. But um, yeah, they would. It was it was. I had a I had another job opportunity, so I was able to do the deal where I said, "Listen, this isn't pressure. It's not an ultimatum. And if you don't want to hire me, that's cool. I get it. But if you're not hiring me, I'm going to go take this other job." So the kind of well, that is an ultimatum. I'm like, well, it is, but it's not. I'm not. I'm not being. I get it. If you if there's somebody else that you'd rather hire on the Auburn beat, which was a big deal at that paper at that time. I'm like, I understand it. You know, they're like, well, you just don't have a lot of sports experience. And I said, I get it. They said, you can do it. And I said, yeah, I can. I can absolutely do it. Doors Rules is asking about uh, guest. Um, Jared Duke, the former Ole Miss offensive lineman, joins us tomorrow. Uh, Mackenzie Salmon, who's now in New York, uh, she joins us on Wednesday, and we're working on some other stuff too. Yeah, she had, she'd only been in like I – mean, this thing hit basically just as she moved up there, right? Yeah. I mean, it was just yeah. all at the same time. Curious to get her thoughts on what New York is like. Uh, Demencio Vaughn yesterday was frustrated with – he was in New York yesterday and was frustrated with the uh, lack of adherence to some of the pleas from people to stay in. He referred to it as uh, – what was the word? Can't remember. I wrote it. A frenzy. Said it was a frenzy. Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I still am having that thing where small picture is kind of whatever. But when you really step back, you go, "Wow, this is going on." Oh yeah. You know what I mean, when you when sure. you really step back and go, "Whoa!" All around you, it's it's. Sure. I told told Carson yesterday. So, fifty years from now, when we're long gone, you'll be telling. Your kids and grandkids about 2020, no doubt in my mind. Absolute, be a. You hope to God it's the pandemic and not a pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I did think some of the stuff um, that I read, not not to get political, I I, I put it in, in ten thoughts because I thought it was interesting about George W. Bush in 2005 was on a vacation in uh, Crawford, mm-hmm. and he was reading the advance of a book about a pandemic. And he said he couldn't put it down. And when he got back to D.C., he, you know, turned it into a huge focus of his second term. Was getting prepared for a pandemic because he realized that the country was kind of woefully unprepared. It was really interesting. Someone said that he wasn't interested in in it. He was obsessed with it. That it was a topic of, of virtual daily conversation. So, you know, the people that are blaming this solely on Trump, they're missing the boat. We've we've known we've known for a while that we were due a a pandemic. Everybody was starting to not not ignore, but I mean, when you start putting the budgets together and everything else, you go, "Hey, this isn't a thing right now, so back burner, back burner, back burner, back burner." Every like again, yeah. Democrat, Republican, yeah. anybody, both yeah. sides. And then suddenly it hits and you go, "Whoa." Compared to some other countries yeah, and, and for sure and different things. Um, yeah, I mean, you're... Well, I mean, there's a clear difference, whether, no matter what your political beliefs are, there's a clear difference between the level of preparedness of different countries 
South Korea was absolutely dialed into this, and they've handled it better than anyone else, the U.S. included. The numbers support that. Sorry, just kind of reading through there. Um, Sammy's asking about Bridges Lamar. I don't, I don't, I don't know him or her. Shared acquaintances can maybe okay. look into that. Yeah, I don't, I'm not familiar at all. That's doable, I would think. Um, well, I don't know if it's doable. But it's doable to ask, put it that way. I have no idea as far as an actual availability. Um. Yeah, the only news sports-wise at all, I was kind of looking through some stuff to make sure I had to miss this. I mean, Goff has sort of sort of rescheduled some stuff with the caveat of essentially it either happens when we're rescheduling to or it can't happen this year yeah. is the purpose. Um, and some people go, hey, why would you even do that? Well, you just do it because that's that's it. Everybody's under the understanding that that might not actually happen. So chill out. It's not the end of the world. Like they rescheduled the uh, the PGA Championship um, for – Maybe August. I'll look at it in a second or something like that. And it's going, hey guys, we're just it's it's the spot we have, and we're doing the best uh, best best we can. Yeah, it was originally scheduled for May fourteenth through seventeenth, um, and now it's uh it's mid August. So again, we'll see. I don't I don't I don't know. Um, the LPGA says that as of right now, their next tournament they haven't canceled is one in Northwest Arkansas in June. Um, yeah. Again, who knows? I'm cheering for them. Multiple reasons in that area. Um, yep. So we'll we'll see. I don't I don't know. Yeah, I know that you know. They've seen a couple things with Major League Baseball. They're even eyeing a, a possible plan where they start August first and play a season through Christmas. Like they said, the problem with those sports is that I can't remember who the quote was. There's just no margin for error. There's nothing can go wrong. Right now, today, that's impossible to predict. It might be completely different in two months. might be different in two weeks. I don't know. Today, that's very difficult to go, okay, well, yeah, that's on July the 1st, there will there will be no error. We'll all be good. Reading from the stream on this, so South Korea is pretty close to picking up their baseball again? Um, yeah, I, th- I think they're getting close to playing um, without fans with the players wearing masks. With the players wearing masks. Yes. That's what I read. That is... Now, that culture is more used to wearing masks anyway. Because I here, I think that would have an optics issue that I'm not sure you could get past. Just my early indication is that's something that would be very difficult. Have you worn a mask? I have not. I'm not opposed to them. Yeah, I... I don't have a mask. Laura and Campbell and Caroline have the three mask. Um, I, I used a like a very thick dish towel and wrapped it and tied it behind my head when I went to the grocery store. I mean, at this point, I mean, I don't care. People look at you funny, and I get blasted on emails and message boards. But you know, I, I'm not an epidemiologist. I mean, there's a person on our beat fighting for his life in an ICU ward. So when people say it can't mm-hmm. happen to you, it absolutely can. Um, we don't have an update this morning. Last update on David was yesterday, which was there had been some progress. That's all we have. I, I don't even really know what that means. I'm not sure exactly what that consists of. I think the oxygen had been turned down some on the vent was my understanding. I think on Friday they were prepared for the worst. 
and then they got a little better news over the weekend, and so hopefully he's improving. He's got a long way to go, yeah. as the update said. He's still in very much a critical situation. There's an infection that is that is still running rampant, but there was some progress, and that's where that's we are right now. Impacting multiple organs. Yes, correct. Yeah. So that, that's all we have as of. Uh, I shouldn't say multiple. Point. At least two. I know kidneys and lungs have both been to some degree compromised. Right. Yes, that is correct. So. Take our final break in the show to tell you about in-house interior and design. 662-681-6241 is the phone number. You can call them or text them if you have some ideas. You're obviously around the house a good bit right now. Maybe you see something. You go, hey, when this is done, let's uh, let's get after it. They have full contractor crews available when this is over and more. They'll answer your text. They'll answer your call. and They'll take care of you with multiple discounts, including dorm room assignments, uh, new client gifts, and more. Again, 662-681-6241. My 10 Weekend Thoughts are up. They're brought to you by Harry Alexander. It's uh, harryalexander.com, H-A at harryalexander.com. If you are in the uh, real estate market here in Oxford, uh, Harry is damn good at what he does. We're also brought to you by Bluff City Advisory Group, dedicated to building the future you desire. Founded in Memphis in 2019, their team is comprised of established and seasoned financial experts who came together to serve individuals and families of their beloved hometown. Bluff City values providing quality advice, experience, and access to all their clients, and they invite an open dialogue beyond your annual review. They believe that everyone deserves financial security, so no matter your level of wealth or financial goal, they will serve as an advocate and guide to grow a portfolio that is fruitful and sustainable for you. 901-365-3447 or email ben, that's B-E-N, at bluffcityadvisory.com. And we're brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells uh, condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes, 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. Interesting story on ESPN.com this morning, uh, sports, pandemic-related, talking about how the Billie Jean King National Tennis Center – Normally, the U.S. Open site there, uh, there in New York is now being tur- turned into somewhat of a makeshift hospital. Um, the story up at, at ESPN.com it says this week the same hangar-like facility where lucky tennis fans dined in luxury is rapidly being converted into a 350-bed temporary hospital to relieve the pressure on nearby Elmhurst Hospital, just four miles away in the epicenter of the coronavirus pandemic in Queens, New York. The hospital is overwhelmed with patients suffering from COVID-19. Says that the um, the hospital facility is being built on the fly by SLS, a company based in Galveston, Texas, that does general contracting construction, especially in aiding disaster relief efforts. The hospital will be one of the first pop-up emergency facilities capable of treating those suffering from COVID-19, in addition to accommodating patients needing hospital care for non-coronavirus-related illnesses or conditions. So, again, you can read about that at, uh, at ESPN.com. Just uh, seeing it this morning. There's a question in the stream about, Thoughts on playing a regular season college football in January and February, a kind of a debate about what that does to multiple seasons. Here's the thing. If it comes to that, they have to do it because they have to have the money. And then you figure out the next season when you get there. Mel Kuyper was having this debate, and maybe just because they needed programming. Mel Kuyper was like, well, the NFL would never sign off on that because of the draft, and the NFL is not going to draft players who are playing college football at that moment. It doesn't matter. If the option is, if the choices are, and again, for the people who attack me about the fall, I'm not saying there's not going to be fall. I'm just saying if 
in this hypothetical, the question is, you can play spring football or no football. They're going to play spring football. People say, how would that impact other sports? I don't know. They'll figure it out. How will that impact future seasons? I don't know. They'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. How does that impact recruiting and recruiting calendars? I don't, I don't know. They'll figure it out. How does that impact the draft? I don't know. They'll figure it out. It's a one-time thing. It's a, it's, does it, what it, would it mean for the next season? It might mean that for the 2021 season, you back it up three weeks just to give – I don't know. I'm guessing. Yeah. I the don't know. goes on December the 13th that year. I don't yeah. Know. Sure. It is what it is. But if the choices are no season or a season that happens in the spring, they're going to play a season in the spring. So they had wrestling last night. What all went into the testing for that and different things I don't know. and different things? I don't either. I didn't watch any of that. Well, I mean, I didn't watch it, but I'm just yeah. kind of curious. I don't. I mean, I don't somebody I don't can know. tell me. I'm more asking for whether it be in the stream or just in general. What all went into that? Because I know that you know it was initially going to be in Tampa. They moved it to a closed set, obviously, but they did do it. So I'm just kind of curious. I'm guessing they tested everyone. I guess. Or else the guys see where a tiger got it in New York. Yeah, I did see that. However, they do point out there is zero evidence that it's animals COVID-19. can give it to humans. There's no way that makes us more susceptible. Oh, in is their that right? Opinion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, I was reading from I that. I guess unless you ate the tiger. I mean, I I guess, but I mean. I put nothing past Carol Baskin. Think she's going to eat a tiger? I'm not, not willing to say that she would not. Yeah, did you finish? Not quite, almost. Okay. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know why, because that stuff, usually I'm like, whatever, but. I was I was seeing it affect my mood negatively. I just Tiger King. Yeah, I, I I had a really negative reaction to that show. Yeah, it's fine. The people that are like I watched it three times, I'm like why? I didn't get that. It was but, sad. Yeah, to me. It yeah. just had. It was. I just wasn't. I, you got to be in the right frame of mind for that. Yeah, and it was not there. Yeah. And I said, you know what? It feels feels almost a little bit like extortion. Like it just. It just. Yeah. I, I, I was. I was. Yeah. I was in a strange spot as it uh, as it came to that. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading here. Natasha Daly um, from National Geographic, I think is who, who broke this, says that uh, key points. The tiger, Nadia, was one of seven big cats showing symptoms. Only Nadia was tested. She had to be sedated. All seven big cats are doing well, likely contracted the virus from an asymptomatic zoo staffer. Only possibility, says uh, Paul Callie, the zoo's chief vet. This is the first confirmed case of a non-domesticated animal testing positive for the novel coronavirus in the world. A couple dogs and a cat tested positive in Hong Kong, a domestic cat in Belgium. To my knowledge, no domestic animals have tested positive in the U.S. And then clarifying a previous tweet, she says the novel coronavirus is a zoonotic disease, but there is zero in all caps evidence that domestic or zoo captive animals can transmit the virus to humans. Should the tigers wear a mask anyway? Just to be safe, they don't give it to each other. Right. Well, you know, it is also unknown if big cats are uniquely susceptible to the novel coronavirus, meaning different than other domesticated animals. Yeah. Would, uh, would they say cats are pretty susceptible to coronaviruses in general, or whatever felines are. Oh, really? Yeah. All the way from cat, just what whatever cats, big cats, small cats, just cats. In between cats, cats. So your house cat or a tiger, same thing. In terms of susceptibility, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Says so also the, the obvious answer is to put mask on all the cats. All the cats. That will go well. Also, oh, we got a cat of all things. Like, I mean, throw one in the bathtub, see how that goes. Yeah. 
The tiger did not take a test away from a human. Tests done in vet labs. You cannot send human samples to the veterinary lab, and you cannot send animal tests to the human labs. There's no competition for testing, um, says Callie. I'm seeing a lot of fears that people will abandon their pets. There's no evidence that pets or tigers can transmit again to humans. Please don't panic. Animals under human care need human care. Shelters don't have the capacity to take in dumped animals. Um, then the American Veterinary Medical Association says guidance has not changed. If you have COVID-19, restrict, con- uh, restrict contact with your pets as you would with humans. If you're not showing symptoms, interact with your pets as usual. So if you have it, you're actually supposed to stay away from your pets. That's interesting. Wow. Yeah, I, I was not aware of that. If you're not ill with COVID-19, you can interact with your pet as you normally would, including walking, feeding, and playing. You should continue to practice good hygiene during those interactions, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's what it says. So, Anyway, as someone says, good plan in general. Keep six away, six feet away from lions and tigers. That's that, a rule. That, that, that's, yeah. Gus and Rizzo do not show any signs of the virus. They're, we're they're, walking more than we've ever walked before. We're going on longer walks than we've ever walked before. Literally the other day, I think we've been walking an hour and 15 minutes. They look back at me like, dude. I get it, but let's go home. Let's go home. I'm ready to lay down. Yeah, I was a little startled yesterday when I saw that, and I thought, okay, if there is intermingling and we can give it back and forth to pets, we got some huge issues all of a sudden. All of a sudden. We got a problem. We're not talking about football anymore. No, 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 no. This escalated quite quickly at that that time. So, yeah, that was the last bit of news that – that I had today. Again, we'll talk to uh, we'll talk to Jared tomorrow. We'll talk to McKenzie on Wednesday. We'll give you some updated times too. We're contemplating several things there, so we'll uh, we'll do those as uh, as needed, and we'll let you know when we made those decisions. So I um, appreciate we had the early uh, glitch there, but it worked out well. So appreciate everybody hanging out in the live stream, asking questions, and we will talk to you again tomorrow.